thank you again for joining us. Um, I do want you to know that for the month of May, we will be doing a special program or recordings concerning uh, giving tributes to mothers. So it's a little different than what you're used to. And I'm gonna have um, guests in order to do that. And my first guest that we have is um, Carolyn Savelle. She grew up her entire life under the power and anointing of Jesus. At the age of eight, she heard the voice of God calling her into the ministry. God spoke to her and he said, one day you will marry a man who will preach the gospel and you will do missionaries uh, or you will be missionaries in Africa. Her husband, Dr. Ch Jerry Sabell, is now a well-known evangelist and a teacher of the word of God. Now, Carolyn, when, when I decided to do that, which was earlier this year, uh, no, maybe last year, Carolyn was the first woman that came up in my spirit as, as honoring, um, well, actually, I, I wanted to get her for woman to woman, the normal, uh, but she was definitely the first woman that came up for honoring mothers. And so I have with me today, as well as Carolyn, um, her daughters. Jerry Savelle is the oldest daughter, as well as a well-known evangelist. She travels the world with the message of God's redeeming grace and mercy. <clears throat> Jerry Ann is an author, a speaker, and she's a mother to six beautiful grandchildren, uh, and she has a granddaughter. Terry Ann is also the daughter of Jerry and Carolyn. She is an author, a conference speaker, and a success coach to hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. And uh, you all remember that Terry Ann was one of my earlier guests on the Woman to Woman show. And so they are both, uh, they are all three of them here with us today. So I want to do a, um, a prayer or a decree from women for this Mother's Day. Lord, we pray for mothers everywhere. May they have the wisdom to know how to protect their children and keep them from harm. May they be able to turn hard situations into victory. May they be ready to share the love of Christ with their children. In all that they do and give to others, may they have the joy of knowing that they too are children held in love and care of God. Praise God, amen. So we wanna, we wanna start out by just allowing, uh, thank you, Carolyn, Jerry Ann, Terry, so much for being with us today. And, you know, I, one of the things I wanted to address today, besides uh, just um, making sure that you all um, remember to honor your mothers as an, um, as an audience watching us today, is I wanted to, let me, just, let me just start it this way. My mother, who is in that great cloud of witnesses uh, up in heaven watching today, because I'm not gonna make her unhappy, uh, <laughs> but she had 12 children. And um, it was 12 of us in the house. And I can remember some of my siblings, you know, thinking things were unfair. I'm not ever gonna do that with my kids. You know how kids get, uh, whatever. And um, of course, I don't think I ever did that because my thing was like, she's doing a great job. <laughs> because she ain't killed none of us. <laughs> so, um, but she knew every, every one of us. Now she may not have known everything about us, but she knew our personality enough that when someone came to the door and accused me of cussing them out, my mother, she called me to the door 
And she asked the woman, she said, are you sure this is the child you're talking about? She said, yeah. My mother proceeded to kick the woman off the porch because she said, that is not, if you had told me my other daughter did it, I would have believed you. <laughs> but she, know, she knew each and every one of us like that. And uh, so mothers, you know, and she's not going to, didn't broadcast it. But there were times when, um, you know, Mothers have to, and sometimes they're learning they're on the run, especially mothers mm -hmm. that have had children in this last year, and they've had um, what we call um, uh, quarantine babies, who act totally different than a normal baby. Um, they don't want nobody touching them. They don't even want nobody looking at them. Uh, my, my granddaughter was, somebody walked in the house yesterday, and she just looked at them and started crying, like, get out, you don't belong here. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of, um, my, my daughter has said that a lot of women who had quarantined babies during that year, their, their child is the same way and they act different. But anyway, what I wanted to um, address was the fact that, um, what I want you all to talk about is, was there ever an instance where um, you felt like your mom was too hard on you and you were never going to do that, but then found out that you ended up being your mom well, where your kids were concerned. <laughs> Let her take it away. <laughs> I am a lot like my mother. Um, I was told that my whole life, and sometimes I didn't want to be told I was a lot like my mother. Mm -hmm. She is feisty and strong-willed. <laughs> I didn't think of those as really good traits, and people would say I was that way. But I, as you said, I have six children, so I had to learn how to incorporate my personality and the things I learned from her to raise six children with six different personalities. And I always say I embrace my Carolyn-ness now because my mom was amazing. I mean, she she prayed over Terry and I in the mornings, and she, she was hard at times. She was a strong disciplinarian to me because I was strong-willed, not so much scary. Carrie got away with everything because Carrie was the perfect, easy child. But, <laughs> but um, I, yes, I used to be like, I'm never going to be like my mom. And now I, I embrace that and I actually love the qualities that I have in me that are like my mom. And I joke sometimes in the morning, I'll be brushing my teeth. And I look in the mirror and I go, good morning, mom, because I look so much like her. <laughs> so, yes, there was a time in my life where I was like, I don't want to be like her. And, and now at almost 53, I embrace the parts of her I have. <laughs> Very interesting. Terry, you have anything you want to add to that? <laughs> she um, got to watch us. <laughs> yeah, I got to watch them be. Just watch them be. Mm -hmm. They're pretty entertaining. Um, yeah, she was more of the feisty one. And um, should we tell them about you getting spanked? Sure, why not? So when we would get in trouble, I didn't get in a lot of trouble. No, never. But when, when she would get in trouble and it was time for a spanking, which that's what we do in the South, you get a spanking. And mom would not tell Jerry, woman. or not a woman, spanking. <laughs> time for a spanking. And she'd tell Jerry, bend over. <laughs> <laughs> and she would run all over the house 
she would jump on top of a couch and go right, left, right, left. <laughs> and mom's trying to catch her. Making her matter all the time. Yeah, and I would just be standing there going, just Jen, get the spanking. Take it, Jerry, take it. <laughs> she made it so much worse. <laughs> and I've been known to chase a few kids now with a belt. You reaped it. <laughs> she reaped it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that turned out okay. Her pride and joys. <laughs> so, Carolyn, I know we're going to give in tribute to you, but we're going to give you an opportunity to talk too. I know you're proud of your daughters. And, I am uh, so proud of these two. I am, but you know, when you first have them, you're not given a handbook at the hospital on right. what to do to raise children. The only book you have was the Bible, and there were not materials out on the shelf that you could go and purchase when I was raising my girls you know that because of your children yes but you just have to learn as you go and you make a lot of mistakes along the way yes. and i'm glad that's why there's mercy that god has for us parents mm -hmm. that we make mistakes and his mercy's new every morning and so there were so many times i'd have to go and tell jerry ann i'm sorry <laughs> i apologize i probably failed in correcting you this way but i did the best i could do you know and uh, especially when you use god's word as mm -hmm. the basis that you go to all the time to try to do it right and try to raise your child in a way that would please him and i feel sorry for children who are raised by yeah. parents who don't have the ability or don't go to mm -hmm. god or his word and ask him how to raise your children yeah. because you just stumble through life. Uh, you're just hoping you can do the best and they come out the best. But mm -hmm. when you have God and his word and you pray all the time and the decisions you make on raising the children, um, you know, you just do the best you can mm -hmm. as you're doing it. And uh, constantly pray and believe in God through every little situation yeah. that you go through. Uh, to do it right, and so that, that you yet you raise a child up that brings honor to him, and one that doesn't dishonor you or him in the process of it all. So, uh, you know, that's where uh, being a born again Christian comes in yes. to the equation that we have the one up, you know, on raising our children where the world doesn't, and so our children should turn out better. Mm -hmm. than the children in the world because uh, we're constantly seeking his advice on how to do the job well. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I know that I used to um, read newspaper paper articles to my children um, about, um, you know, house parties, things I wouldn't let them go to. And I would let them, you know, they would always just pop up. And uh, I would sit them down and I would read it to them. And it was always the innocent bystander that got, uh, that received the trouble or uh, uh, the shot or beat up or whatever. So I developed a phrase that if I started it, my kids would probably complete it, is that you will never be an innocent bystander on my watch. Wow. So no. <laughs> You can't go to that house party. I don't know their parents. I don't know. No, so you're not going. Um, well, that's one of the advantages we have as a spirit-filled Christian and as a parent yes. is having the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to be able to know and pray, especially in their older age when they were teenagers yes. and were out running around doing stuff they probably told you they weren't doing, but mm -hmm. they were doing. 
Yeah. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to keep you, um, or you're praying and you keep them protected at all times. Oh, you know, yeah, the blood line is yes. around them when they're at places they're not supposed to be. But do you remember the time when I was older and I was dating someone I shouldn't have been dating and I was in a car wreck? I was in a car wreck in California. My mother and dad were in Arizona, and my mom said, we've got to pray for Jerry right now. Something's happening. Well, it wasn't less than an hour later. I called. It was before cell phone days. And I said, Mom, I was in a wreck. Well, she'd already been praying, and I wasn't injured. But I knew that was my sign, get out of this relationship now. Mm -hmm. So even in our older age, you know, the Holy Spirit will put those prompting inside to Yes. Children. I do it now with my children is uh, one of my kids will come up in my spirit and I know they either need mama right now or or pray for them. Mm-hmm. And it's such a blessing to have the Holy Spirit Yes, and be able to parent with the Holy Spirit. Yes, I can't imagine the parents in the world that don't have that great gift on the inside of them because I don't know how I would have made it raising the both of you because basically I raised you by myself. Right? Mm-hmm. Dad was gone all the time, but um, the gift of the Holy Spirit to to yes. help you through all of the process of child rearing. Yeah, let me tell you a funny story because one of the things I used to tell my kids all the time was that um, you could tell me the truth or I can ask the Holy Spirit to tell me the truth. That's <laughs> what I always come forward and because they knew if the Holy Spirit had to tell me that meant a double spanking or whooping. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, yeah. But I remembered that with my youngest daughter, she she's just, she's a attorney now, but she's, um, she will be, we will be, and will always be when we in the car and she will always just act up and act up and act up. And I would tell her to stop or whatever and then I would tell her, you know, okay, you're gonna get spanking when you get home. She's over in the, uh, in her seat praying that I will forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's praying that I will forget that she's was supposed I was supposed to spank her. Um, so she tried to use the reverse mm-hmm. strategy on me as far as I was concerned. Sometimes yeah. it worked. Yes. Because at least she's praying. We would would get upset that the Holy Spirit told her stuff. Remember? Like, why does he always tell her stuff? (laughs) Mothers seem to have an intuition on the inside, you know. Definitely. Yeah. That's a a mom intuition and the Holy Spirit on top Mm -hmm. of it. Yes. You can't get away with much. Jerry Ann always said, Mother, why do you have two sets of eyes, one in the back of your head and one in the front? And this one has bionic ears. She can hear everything. (laughs) I could hear her four or five rooms away when she said, I hate her. I hate her. I heard that, Jerry Ann. I can't wait till I leave this house. I heard it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She would. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. yeah, yeah. It's just it's just such a joy being a mother, but it's some challenges to come along with it. Sure. But you know, seeing when that seeing when they grow up and they um, bring their children up right and whatever, it just makes it. It makes the I shouldn't say pain, but sometimes it is pain. It go away. Yes, it's true. Because that's so the I think that's the main um, object at being a mom is making sure that we've instilled in our children how they are to not only act themselves but train their children how to act and how to how to love God and be led by the Spirit and whatever. And um, when we see that, 
it, I, I don't really remember that much about my kids being bad um, because seeing that erases it, yeah. you know. And um, so they, they'll, they'll remind me, remember when I did this and that? And uh, they will remind me and whatever. And then I will say, oh, yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just not something that sticks with you. So when the, the positive things are the things that stick with you, yeah. you know, I just, you know, thank God for that. Because, yeah. uh, well, you know, I, you have to think we are our children's reflection of God. Yes. And what they see in us is going to be their picture of how they picture God, the mm -hmm. Heavenly Father. So, I don't know, I tried to live that picture of being mm -hmm. God in my home. Uh, I tried to do everything I thought that would always please my Heavenly Father and be that picture for both of you. You know, and I, as I said earlier, so many times I know I failed in being that picture, but that's where His forgiveness comes in. Well, one of my, one of my experiences with her doing exactly what she just said was my senior year of college, my last semester right before I graduated when I got pregnant before marriage. And um, it was the worst time in my life up to then and I just felt like the biggest failure and the biggest disgrace of the family. And I, you know, scribbled in my journal. I was just laying on the floor in Lubbock, Texas in my apartment writing, I want to die. And I just wanted to run away and not tell y'all because I was so ashamed. And I joke about how I told my roommate, I'm just gonna head west and just run away. And she said, no, you're not. You don't even know which way's west. We're, <laughs> we're gonna get through this. <laughs> but I wrote mom and dad a letter, wrote the letter to my mom because my dad was overseas at the time. So I wrote you a letter basically saying, you should disown me. I don't deserve a wedding. I've, you know, I've disgraced the Savelle family. Um, you don't have to write me back or call me. I understand if you don't ever want to see me again. I just really laid it all out. And I mailed the letter to my mom because it was before texting and email. And I will never forget when she called me in my apartment in Lubbock. As soon as I answered the phone and I'm already just shaking with fear because I think I have let my parents down bigger than you can imagine. I pick up the phone and I said, hello. And I heard, it's your mother and then I just started to cry mama I'm sorry I'm sorry and she said well I got a letter from you and she said and you know what I said and I said what and your first words to me were we're gonna have a grandbaby and I mean I just started bawling she was bawling but that moment of course you'll never know how that moment like that moment let me see that like our instinct when we screw up, we mess up, we sin is we just want to run. Like I wanted to run west and hide from my parents and hide from everybody. But mom just wanted me to come home, let me just love you, we're gonna get through this. And that was just such a representation to me of how the Lord is when we want to hide from him when we screw up. But he's saying, my love is unconditional. My love covers a multitude of sin. Just let yes. me love you back in the I have a story similar, and so this will be a moment I can think of too. That mom. Well, she's the type that I mean, you can call her at three in the morning, and she's gonna be there. And so I was.
kids living in Colorado, mm -hmm. is four, pregnant with my fourth child, going through a divorce, and uh, it was messy. And um, I called mom. I wanted to move back to Texas, and at the time I wasn't being allowed to. And I called mom, and she went into spiritual warfare and battle for me. And just the other day, she found the scriptures she had written <laughs> down, and my name's at the top. She sent it to me just the other day. But she went into intercession for me, and um, it was just a matter of days I was allowed to move back to Texas. She swooped me up, moved me to Texas, got me in a house, and, and just took mm -hmm. care of me in my mess, in my state of just confusion. And I just know that my mom's got my back. And mm -hmm. even times when I haven't made the best decisions, she's still mm -hmm. there for me, and she's there. she's been there to pick up the pieces a whole lot of times for me. She told me one day her knees are no longer callous because she was on her knees so much for me praying. So her knees have healed up. They healed up nice. They healed up good. You did pretty good after all. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's, it's just like you said, Carolyn, that we are extension of God as far as um, what our, our, our kids see of us. And... Um, I know we've had uh, spiritual children that have left the fold and ha asked to come back. And I told them, I said, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go and ask your mom and your dad, what is it that you can do that can make them disown you? Because there's nothing that you can do that will right. make us say you can't come back. That's right. I said, so go and ask your natural parents. And they started crying and, um, and that's what it is with God. There's nothing that we can do that will make him disown us. Actually, if we get to that place, it's because we blaspheme, we walked away from him, but he never disowns us. Never and was. if we can't show that to our natural children, then right. we're not showing them who God is and that he is a God of love and yes. that he forgives, he will forgive you of anything and receive you back into the fold. And that's what the Bible tells us in James. Mm -hmm. You know, all we have to do is ask forgiveness and he'll receive us back in the fall and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, throw it in the sea of forgiveness and won't remember it anymore. Now, we'll remember it, but he won't. And uh, and if we can learn that to do that, learn to do that with our natural children, then we've learned how to act like God. Yes. And that's what I this is all about. My own children, you know, some of them, some of them have not pleased me and they haven't made good choices. But they know that mama's gonna be there for them no matter what. Yes. And I have a boy named Mark, and I tell him, I say, you are marked. I marked you. You were. I gave you and I dedicated you to the Lord when you were a baby. In fact, he was dedicated at Southwest Believers Convention mm -hmm. in front of thousands of people. And I say, you can run and you can go and you do all the things you think you need to do, but you're marked, yes. and I'm just waiting for you to come home. <laughs> So right. that's the way our Heavenly Father, he's like, I got you. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. It so is. Good. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Yeah. God never, well, uh, he never forgets you and he'll never leave you alone. Now, he's not going to force himself on you. Right. But his mercy is always there for each and every one of us. And for we sure. all have to draw on at it. You know, because we all, none of us are perfect. We all make our 
mistakes. Some of them are, well, most of them are stupid. You know, I'm trying to be nice and say some of them are stupid. Well, most of them are stupid. <laughs> uh, but we make them and he doesn't judge us on the mistake. He judges us on whether or not we ask for forgiveness. Um, and that's what a lot of Christians don't understand. One of my greatest, I think, accomplishments I feel as a mother is when my children call me and ask for prayer or advice, mm -hmm. but they want to go to mama first. And just yesterday, I think it was, I had three of my six call me, and it was back to back. I mean, I took one call, and then another one called another one. I was like, my mama heart felt so full that they... Yes. The person they wanted advice from or prayer from was their mom. That's so to me, I feel like that's the greatest... Success. Yeah, success. that's yes. success when you want to call your mother for her prayers or her counsel. And that's how I am with my mom. And Terry, I know we, we text our mom almost every day. We're texting our mom and... Uh, I conversed with mom and I didn't realize so much till I was with a girlfriend and she goes, you have, you and your mom like talk a lot or text a lot. Cause I'll be like, mom, look at this or mom. And I mean, I think I would think for mom, that means a lot yes. that Terry and I want mm -hmm. her in our lives. We want to communicate. We want to share things with mom first. Mm -hmm. And just to me, the power of a praying mom, There's no you can't word. put a yeah. price on it. Yeah. Like even to this day, every flight I get on, I text mom, hey mom, I'm headed to Detroit. And she's praying Psalm 91. Every time I get on the plane, mm -hmm. but everything we go through, we still go to mom. Yes. Pray for us, mom. Mom, would you pray about this? Because we it's know true. we can count so on true. you. Yeah. I think so more than even daddy. I mean, it's daddy's the famous preacher, but I think we go to mom and we call it mom's house. <laughs> Going to mom's house. He's like, what about me? It's mom's house. You know, Deborah, in raising kids, I found out that's not only being a praying mom, but you need to be a playing mom. P-L-A-Y-I-N-G. And I found out through reading some books that playing with your children is just as important yeah. as praying. Oh yeah. Because it's gonna it's not buying them the greatest gift, the latest Nikes, doing this, doing buying this and that for them that they will remember. It's the time, the quality time you spent playing yes. with them and getting down on their level, whatever the age is, mm -hmm. and uh, being with them at that level. Yeah. That Can they're you? Tell that story about when Cassidy was little. They're going to remember playing yeah. in the room. What was that? The playroom. You were in the room with her. Oh yeah, because I was like, I've got to, you know, be with her. But I was in her playroom with a, a book full of work, just sitting there working while she's playing with Barbies, and it just dawned on me, you're not engaging, you're not playing with her, just because you're in the room, you know, and just mm -hmm. close it up, put it aside, and then get down on the floor and play. So true, because especially when you read the love languages and you find out, especially yes. for kids, mm -hmm. most of their love language is time, time. <laughs> quality time. And I remember even Cassidy when she uh, got her shots, and I said, "You did so good. Do you want to go get ice cream, or do you want to go to Walmart? We'll get a toy." And you know what she said? Can I pick? Stay home with Mama. Yes. Like that's all she wants. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just stay home and be with yes. you. Yes. Know? You know. 
that's the best gift you can get yeah. is your time. That's really all we wanted growing up was just that. We didn't care about our bedrooms were so beautiful or our clothes or this or that. We wanted to spend time, time with our parents. Well, as our whole family, that's the thing we love is time and the memories, building those beautiful memories that you have together as a family. And um, we love taking our vacations together and we, we love our family time. It's so special to us, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So but you have to schedule those things. You have you? to, or you'll lose it. Satan will steal it. He'll yeah. steal it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. And I just, you know, as far as vacations were, we do a vacation every year with, with just a whole family. And we used to do, you know, hotel rooms or condos where each one of us, the family units was on their own. And it came to the place where we go to Orlando most of the time. And uh, it comes to the place that now we just rent a big house. Everybody wants to stay in the same house. And uh, we hardly even go out. We might go out to eat. We may go to Disney World one time. Um, but we spend our time in the house, in the pool, uh, playing playing games together, doing, you know, games. whatever. And that's that's what everybody is the most comfortable doing. Um, yeah. uh, sometimes when, when the kids get to be teenagers, they want to do a little bit more or whatever. But, you know, if you can't drive, you can't do that. So... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, everybody enjoys, especially if we have a pool, we can get in the pool and just take time in the pool. Or, you know, I, I usually get a house that has video games and uh, games for the kids, the, the smaller kids, as well as the older kids. And we can do those things together. And, and you know, the girls mostly will get up and cook with me. The boys are too young to cook, so, um, uh, you know, they, they got heavy hands. I don't know if I'm even gonna try it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's just, um, it's just, yes, it's challenging things to parenting, but it's just, it's the fun part too. Tune in next week for part two of this episode of Woman to Woman. What every Christian parent should know. Growing children up in the 21st century can be a daunting task. For Christian parents, however, it can and should be a joy to raise children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Ephesians 6.4 God has given us an instruction manual for living, His Holy Word, which includes instructions on how to raise godly children. In this book, Pastor Deborah L. Butler shares what she believes every Christian parent should know in order to raise their children in a way that's pleasing to God and that will prepare them for a future in Christ that knows no limits. Order your copy today in ebook and paperback at eStore.keithbutler.org.